Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. We have the great, the outstanding, the unbelievable. To my left, Brian Martina. That's what it's spelled here on my notes, Martina. So you read everything on your note, like Martina, like Martini maybe? I don't know. But anyway, we'll just call him Mountain Man. Brian the Mountain Man across the table, Brad Dana. And then to my right is Brian Leslie. Uh, I just want to let everybody know he's usually, if you ever hear like a voice in the background going, you guys do this differently or hey, like speed it up or don't be such a dipstick, that would be that, that would be. I didn't say nothing. That, 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 that would be that would be the great Brian Leslie. So anyway, we're going to talk about Montana today. Montana is pretty unbelievable. And just as a quick reminder, RollingBones.com is where you want to check us out for your membership services and needs to start your next hunting adventure. If you're looking that trip of a lifetime, we're here. Check out our membership. It's built for you to help you, and our concierge team is here to support you. One of the things I do want to talk about today, gentlemen, as we do this, and I know last week we had amazing reviews on British Columbia. People love British Columbia. Brian, you know more than any human being on planet Earth about British Columbia, I believe. And so good for you and good for you listening because you get all that value. But we're going to talk about Montana today. One of the things that I want to make sure that we do a really good job of is letting all of you listening know that our hunt finder, our matchmaking software is better than Google. It's better than surfing Instagram and Facebook because there's three reasons. Number one, all our outfitters have been vetted and qualified, vetted or qualified. Number two, they all go through a compliance standard to get on to that platform for you to get your best matches in that hunt plan. They all have to give us an overview, a hunt experience, media, gear list, so you are getting exactly what you will need to know. It would be the same information like talking to an outfitter. So instead of Google searching on and going on an outfitter's website and saying, oh, that's cool, and reading his pictures of deer, the biggest ones he's killed, you're going to see it all. We have a compliant manner that they've had to adhere to to bring that stuff on, and I think that that's super important that we just touch on that before we get started. So the second reason is is that we make sure the pricing and the logistics match your physical and uh, uh, the logistics of the, the region match your physical ability and what it is you're looking for and your financial capabilities. And, and there's a lot of hunts out there, guys, for 1500 a 1000 When I see these coming over, I heard a reference yesterday. We were talking to an outfitter, and he said, we're going to go out in the morning, and we're going to bugle up bull turkeys. Right. And I thought that that was genius because for $900, $1,200, you can come bugle up bull 
turkeys. And so I thought that was really good. But where else can you go? And, and some of these things are Western experiences. And yes, you kill a big fan out Merriam Turkey. But right. at the end of the day, you're getting yourself into an opportunity to hunt the West, enjoy hunting, and, and engage in that hunting the world and start out in that process. And I just think I get excited. I get myself excited talking about it. And it's pretty cool. But I know Brad and I have had a lease in Montana for the last five, six years, and we absolutely love it. I love Montana. Montana is one of those things that it gets on you when you go there, and then it gets in you when you leave, and you got to get back. So anyway, that's my opening for today. Hope that helps. Brad. Thoughts on Montana. Montana is a great place um, for a couple of reasons, and there's a couple of nuances about it. Um, we've hunted Montana, like a lot of times you'd, you'd go there, uh, for an elk hunt. I mean, uh, let's go elk hunting in Montana, right? Um, even John Wayne talked about it in Big Jake, right? Um, the, the tag situation there, you can either buy a deer tag, you can buy an elk tag, or you can buy a big game combo, which is a elk deer combo tag. And we would oftentimes really intend on buying the tag for Montana for the elk, and we would buy the big game combo because there's very little uh, cost increase to buy both, you know, the both of those. We're 30 miles from Montana, and there's tons and tons and tons and tons of public land with tons and tons and tons and tons of deer. So that's one of the neat things. And I think, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in for it, if you're close enough that it's drivable and you could come back and forth and hit long weekends or whatever, you know, um, maybe take a four or five day uh, and you could do it twice, in other words. If you wanted to go elk hunting, there's a lot of good elk hunts. Um, they have a general tag, and then they have uh, limited entry permits. So we would we would oftentimes go for a permit with a super, super quirky, complicated, goofy uh, permit draw situation. So that's a whole other four or five conversations. But we would buy our tags, our big game combos, and then a lot of the time we would come back in the rut and we, I mean, we literally, some of my uh, super fun days would be three or four buddies. We'd jump in the car, leave Spearfish at 3.30, um, get somewhere and be hunting at sunrise. And we'd have three or four deer coming home that night. So that's pretty cool. Um, antelope is a really undervalued treasure in Montana because they do have good antelope. Um, and they have some big antelope. Tag-wise, um, kind of a hard tag to draw and comparison in relation to some of the others around um but i shot a huge uh goat this year last year um and uh it, it took me three three years to draw that tag but um another super high valued uh opportunity as far as i was concerned um so a, a true treasure and it's a rut hunt uh you can hunt in the rut it's not only a rut hunt but the deer, you can shoot whitetail or you can shoot mule deer. It's in any, uh, it's either of those. Um, and you can hunt, uh, I think the season generally starts sometime 19th or something of October and goes to the last Sunday of uh, Thanksgiving typically. It's like five weeks, super long season. Um, and then you can go, you can also buy an archery permit and go even earlier. So we would do that a lot too. We would buy, we'd get our tag go on an archery we'd we'd go up archery hunting uh if we didn't fill um and we didn't get a chance to go back we could go back and go rifle hunting and we could also go back and hit the deer season so we did a lot of those different types of things you know might we might have 
uh, you know, in one draw, get two tags, um, add the archery permit, and um, really just have a blast. So, well, you know, we'd have to go to, you know, find a, a general general area, which there's a ton of generals in, in uh, Montana that you can hunt. So that was some, that's been some of our strategy um, as we've lived out here and done the Montana thing. Um, they've obviously gone some t- through some tag restructuring, which um, their tag restructuring is finally catching up. And they are overdrawing. They are overselling now. That they, there are usually not leftover. As a matter of fact, there's not leftover permits. I actually did not draw this year, um, which is I'm not very happy about. Actually, I'm not not only not very. I'm quite disappointed in that, because that was a key strategy of my hunt plan for this fall. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> kind of where Brad left off. I I actually uh, my second home after I left Oregon. Uh, was Montana. Uh, my mom was from Montana. Originally, her um, father and my grandpa had packed. He, he used to do a lot of packing in the Bob Marshall Wilderness. And my first trip to Montana was when I was quite young. I want to say maybe early teens. And we did a pack trip in the Holland Lake Lodge, did a fly uh, pack in fl- fishing trips. So that's my first experience in Montana. My first big game animal in Montana was an antelope that I shot in, in 19, uh, I believe it, 1992. And that was my first experience there. And I lived in Montana from 1996 until 2000, until I moved to British Columbia. So Montana, if you start at the, the northwest corner of the state, that's what we call Region, unit, region 1. And uh, it goes all the way down to the southeast state, southeast corner, which is Region 7. So there's seven different distinct regions in Montana they divided up for, um, being, again, that I like the sheep. A lot of people don't realize that Montana actually has either five or six unlimited area sheep areas which typically start in in september and that means kind of like a canadian you can buy over-the-counter sheep tags um and you can go hunting and now you can only shoot one sheep in a seven-year period but you can go every year if you if you want to and if you as long as you don't shoot one it takes most guys a life lifetime most guys don't kill one i want to say the success rate is probably anywhere between one and five percent did you ever do the unlimited i never did i always wanted a big ram and i finally got drawn for a big ram in 2006 yeah i would consider doing one now um but i did a lot of guiding and it was hard for me to go do that hunt yeah. but being it going to that's british four, columbia four fifths curl legal you, you know remember? that's a good question yeah. usually three quarter curl on the unlimited areas um four fifths would be some a lot of the sheep would never reach four fifths um but three quarters would be normally what it would be and the nice thing is either either resident or a non-resident can go. Of course, the non-residents are a lot more expensive. Um, Montana is known for its great big sheep. It's it's really the only state that's consistently produced over 200-inch rams and by far the most 190 rams. All the other states combined when it reaches the 190 rams that Montana has. Uh, Montana has very famous for its Missouri break sheep, but then there's a lot of sheep all the, all the way over there near the close to the Idaho border and what we call Region 1 again. And then there's the mostly unlimited areas are either all region three, which starts south south of Bozeman, Montana, and they re- re- go over to the Beartooth Plateau, which is region five, Cook City, Red Lodge, in that country. And those are not easy, especially region five is not areas for the faint of heart. The other animal that's really great in, in Montana that I, I drew in 1998 and hunted there when I was a resident is a mountain goat. There's a lot of mountain goats in and around north of Yellowstone Park. There's a few areas to the north. There's even an area east of Great Falls, and there's a lot of uh, goats uh, south of Bozeman, Montana, and the Ennis Valley. And then there's a few goats just north of Bozeman, like the, the Bridgers. 
and then there's a few goats in, in Region 1. Um, so Montana has good goats. It's hard to get like a book goat there like you would in, say, parts of um, British Columbia or Alaska, but there's some good ones. The other, the third species that's kind of, we call it, I call it the once-in-a-lifetime draws, but not really. You can you can apply again after seven years. You shoot, shoot one, you wait seven years, and you can hunt on the eighth. The other, and so that's a Shiras moose, and the Shiras moose draws are, are not easy, but you, you can definitely uh, get a draw. If you, if you apply long enough, you can build bonus points in, on all these species. So even if you aren't going to maybe hunt that year, always put in for bonus points for these three animals. Uh, Shiras moose are... The only moose outside of Alaska that a um, American can hunt over the, I mean, not over the counter, but without a guide. If you want to hunt the Canada in Alberta, Saskatchewan, BC, it's all guided. Uh, parts of Alaska are guided. Of course, NWT, Yukon are guided. So Montana has some really good moose. Um, and, and they also, the areas where there's a lot of grizzly bears and a lot of wolves, it doesn't have as good a moose as it used to, but certain areas don't, don't have as many, like the Gravelly Mountains and some of those areas over by the Idaho border. Um, also has some great uh, um, moose. One of the other things we, we Brad had talked about was antelope. Antelope is awesome. You can start uh, early and do the rut hunt when you can use a decoy. Um, then you can do the, 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 rif the antelope rifle season starts, I believe. Is it the same as the deer and, and elk? Or is it just uh, no, it's before? a week, it's a it's a week, week or two before, yeah. So I, I usually hunted um, antelope. Mm -hmm. I liked hunting week antelope before. in early week November. Before, yeah week before. I liked hunting antelope in early November, but you have to be careful because they will start losing their horns. Sometime can be around the 10th and for sure by Thanksgiving and that time your you know your antelope were almost all bald. They got little stubs. Yeah, they sheath out. Yep. So the, so the, the 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 most popular area for antelope hunting is region 7, which is the southeast corner, and then you have region 6, which is on the other side of the um the Fort Peck reservoir. That's actually good antelope hunting. There's actually even antelope all the way over by, I call it the Cameron in the Ennis Valley. Um, there's antelope there, so which is region three. So, so you drew, two years ago, you drew your Shiras tag in Wyoming. Yeah, after, Shot 20, nice. after 20 years, I think my 20th year. So did that change your strategies at all? I would still apply for moose in Montana, oh, yeah. but it, well, I, it's not like a priority for mine. I would rather get drawn for moose in either Colorado or Utah, more open, a little bit easier to spot them. Where I hunted was a lot of timber, and it makes it not very fun to hunt, and I would have go a little bit earlier. But uh, it's, a, it's a great animal. Um, Mon Montana has a lot of mule deer and also both whitetails. The, south, the southeast and the eastern part of the sta state has both. Wherever there's river, river bottoms, there's whitetails, and wherever there's benches and plateaus, there's a lot of mule deer. Typically, your biggest, biggest mule deer uh, live over in the Bitterroot, and the eastern part of, um, I mean, the western part of Montana, but they're much harder to hunt. Some of those areas are special draw areas that take, you know, longer to draw. But there's some big genetic mule deer in that part of the state, but it is not very easy hunting. So most people prefer to hunt, you know, from the center part of the state to the east. And Montana is, does not have as much public land as people think. It's only, I think, about 38% public land. It's not like Nevada, Arizona, and Idaho that have that 60 to 75, 70% public land. So a lot of eastern Montana is, is, is blocked up with, with private access, and you can, you, there's state land here, BLM land here, there's some of it's landlocked you can't get to. So your best public land hunting as far as opportunity is in, is in the west, and especially the northwest. There's not much private land in the northwest. Um, another thing about Montana, the elk season is still, it's one of only two states where you can go general season um, hunting bugle elk, and that's basically the Bob Marshall and the scapegoat, which is northwest Montana, east of Glacier Park, 
and then the area just north of um, Yellowstone Park, and those hunts start in September. Of course, your archery seasons start also in September. You have, I, I think it's five weeks of archery, and then they have a break, and then you have five weeks of uh, uh, rifle season. I used to either like to hunt the opener, but most of my favorite hunting was towards the later end. I used to love to hunt Thanksgiving weekend, and that was a great time. I love hunting elk and tracking them in the snow. And I've shot quite a few bulls in the interior of Mont- south, I guess, south central part of Montana, you know, within about two, three hours of Bozeman. Um, you release some big whitetail in Montana. In some ways, the trophy potential for whitetail is bigger than people think. It's just that a lot of the stuff in the east is um, public, uh, pu- private land. And there's some, pr- some of the guys will float the river and do public land hunting. But some of our outfitters offer both. And um, there's the Montana actually doesn't take as many points as some of the other states for drawing some of the good mule deer, especially in areas where there's a lot of private access. You don't have to have that many points to draw a mule deer tag or a whitetail tag. Well, and the thing with a whitetail, too, is they can always get a hold of us when we're putting the strategy together for that hunt plan. Having a point in your pocket's always good because the Milk River produces big whitetail, big whitetail. And, and um, consistently, you know, if you're looking for that 140 class or above whitetail, there, there's Missouri River, the, Milk River, there, Yellowstone River. Yep, there's a density of those. And even in the southeast, Alzada, Ekalaka, we've seen some giant whitetails up in that area. Now, there's good mule deer in there, too. Um, we killed a 189 there a few years ago. Mule deer, that is, not a mm-hmm. whitetail. Um, but but the thing is, is it's worthy of looking for because there's so much. Real quick, I want to interject. We also have sheep, elk, and moose available on a reservation tag right. that we have that's super credible and and um, it's available. So if somebody says, oh man, I want a Shiras Moose. I don't have 27 points. I don't have 30 points like Brad and, and Brian here. And they have um, big, big moose. They have big, big moose and, and they got big elk. They, they, you know, you're, you're hunting that 330, potentially 360 type elk. And, uh, and, and they do have a couple sheep tags every year. Got to get in early. Got to let us know. But if you're sitting there going, hmm, because it might be something that, you know, I, I personally look at someday as the bighorn strategy comes at me and I'm sitting here assessing it. So there's a lot of opportunities in Montana. And there's, and there's one um, Indian reser- reservation that has uh, bison on it also. Yes. <clears throat> and you can draw bison in that when they come out of West Yellowstone and uh, out of Gardner, Montana. So those are places where you can put in for the bison hunt, um, and that's also something to look at. It's a little bit overregulated and a little bit micromanaged because it's right on the park line. Um, it's not like the, some of the hunts we offer, like in British Columbia, where they're really wild, or if you draw like in Arizona Alaska. or Utah. And, and one of the things I think, too, with Montana, from my perspective, is Colorado and Wyoming get so much press, right? They get so much press from the applications, all the people driving out from out east. You know, you're sitting there today, okay, I'm going hunting Wyoming and Colorado. Montana, to me, is bigger, it's better, and it's badder. Um, you, look at those, you look at those DIY horse strips that we have for elk hunting early season that they take those guys in. And, the uh, semi-guided um, stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's considered yeah. DIY because they don't have a guide. They have a drop camp. They have a camp manager and, and some horses there to get your animal out, basically protect your yeah. food during the day from grizzly bears. But you, you get to go – if you're a DIY guy, it's amazing. And if you're a, hey, I want to go kill something, we have a – Montana just has a ton to offer. And Montana has some really, really big elk that are hard to get drawn for, like the Missouri Breaks. Yeah, there's Fort the elk, Peck area. There's the elk horns. There's a, the little, I think they call it the little bear paws up in the north, and then the south, south of Coal Strip between there and the, the uh, border with Wyoming. 
and um, there's some really big animals in there. That's a that's a cool hunt too. Some you if if you like to bow hunt, that's unusual, but it's really neat. You should try to get in on that. It used to be unlimited archery tags. If you drew your tag, you were good to go. But they changed that for non-residents, so they minimize uh, minimize the number of tags. But uh, and, and, but and it's a f- only four or five points now. Yeah, right? it's, it's it. not too bad. And it's, so a guy could go every three, four, maybe yeah, five sure. years, and they're going to be in elk all the time. It's it's uh, it's hard to explain. It's it's not your mountain esque hunt. It's a it's a rough badlandsy gumbo hunt. Um, I used to usually do it with horses when I would go, and that was a great way to do it. Or you could do it off boats. That's really fun. Um, but you can see a long ways, and there's some big big bulls in there. So. You know, it's a lot of open country, so it's very different. But um, if I had the time, I would definitely do that. It's just that I'm usually up further north somewhere hunting something different nowadays. But that was one of my favorite things to do in Montana. Is used to go archery hunting up there for elk in the in the uh, Badlands uh, Fort Peck area. And it used to be you could get a tag every year when I, you know, in the in the '90s, you could get a tag yeah. every year with a yeah. bow. And it's very difficult with a rifle. Right. I mean, when people got it with a rifle, they were as, almost as excited as a sheep tag. Probably <laughs> that brakes don't have as big an elk as they used to when I lived there, but there's still some good ones. But Montana, for example, Wyoming produces, it's easier to shoot a good six-point bull in Wyoming, but the giant bulls, Montana definitely beats, and even and it beats Colorado. So the giant, giant bulls can come out of Montana. Uh, we used to hunt the, um, the late migration hunt that would come out in January. Oh, you did? And Down by Gardner? Fr- a couple of my friends drew tags. Oh, that'd be fun. I've never done that. I, I, I've personally seen two net Boone and Crockett bulls on that hunt, and none of them got killed, but I did see two of them, and that 375 to 385 range. So as far as a, a hunt, public land, where we could go with or without an outfitter uh, as a resident or non-resident, that was, and then when the, when the wolves became a, got a higher population and the elk population dropped, that those tags kind of there used to be a lot of cow. I used to too. apply pre-wolf, but the, but that. the but the wolf population did decimate that. But a lot of that's came back now. Um, it spread them out more on pub, on private land. Yeah. So there's some great. There's a couple ranches that my, I have a good friend that runs. Uh, he and his family run a ranch outside of Bozeman. And it's they I mean they average like three forties, three fifties. I mean they're really really big bulls there, but those hunts are not cheap. You're that between ten and seventeen thousand, depending on the ranch you go on. But that's why that's why people have to get a hold of us because we've spent so much time. You know, yes, all the draw units and all this, and you can chase on that. But if you don't have a strategy in Montana, we can help you with a strategy to, because you can get tags, you can get hunting. It's not hard. It's every, not every other year, and sometimes every year, if you do some of the landowner tags on the deer. And southeast, you can get, go hunting every year. That's what I was just going to say. The southeast, we have a place by Broadus. They pick up 400-inch bullhorns almost every every other year. We've had guys in there kill 360s, 370s, and you're hunting you're hunting big bulls. That's in a that hard area. tag to get, though. It, it is a harder tag to get, but if if you have six, seven points and want to start applying, and you're looking for a strategy at a place, you know. But but my, I guess my point is is there's a diversification of Montana, and sometimes Montana just gets totally dwarfed and overlooked because there we go is Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. But like you said. Big bulls in Montana. Well, Colorado gives out a lot more tags and has a lot bigger population of people. So there's just more honey in Colorado. But, I mean, and some of it's easier, some of it's harder. It depends. And you can get landowner tags in Colorado easier than you can in Montana. There's pros and cons every state, but Montana is the biggest western state. 
it has some of the most diversity because you got the plains like uh, parts of Wyoming, and then you got the, the really thick forest and mountains like you do in Idaho, and then you have several peaks in the 10, 11,000 foot range. I think the tallest peak is Granite Peak, uh, which is just north of Yellowstone Park. And so it's quite diverse. Um, it's what they call it, the big sky state, a lot of sun. Uh, you go up in that northwest corner for people that like hunting in the woods and the forest hunting, there's some really big elk, really big deer up in that we call the Yak and Libby in that country, but it's not really that most people that want an easy hunt don't go there. I was going to say, some, that's, that's pretty rank country. Yeah, there. there's a few good outfitters, though, in that country. And the other thing that they, in the northwest and the west part of uh, Montana has is great black bears. There's a lot of color-faced bears. You can't, hunt them with a, you can't hunt them with a dog, and you can't hunt them with bait, though. So that's a downside, but there's some good mountain lion hunting. Uh, and we have great bear hunting just south of Great Falls. Yeah, Easy we, to get to. You can fly uh, in about there. About a third to half the state has great uh, bear hunting. And the other part, the eastern part, is really not bear hunting. There's some really good upland bird hunting, too. People forget. Uh, I know guys that chase sharp tails. I mean, crazy Hungarian partridge. We we enjoy seeing all those prairie chickens every year. That's a blast. And Montana, it is cool. Montana's got a couple of the best fisheries in, in, in the lower 48. I mean, um, that Fort Peck Reservoir, you know, just west there, you got the paddle fishing, you got a lot of walleyes. You got, you know, I, I was never a big fisherman when I lived there. And then you got Canyon Ferry Dam, which is outside of Great Falls, is a really good fishery. And then there's a lot of fly fishing, in around and amongst the Bozeman and the Big Hole. Hey, um, speak to real quick. Uh, I love the fishing stuff, and we have a lot of fishing opportunities there. But speak to this bear real quick, because I, my brain always goes. Everybody goes to Canada. Let's go to Alberta, Ontario. You know, Saskatchewan. Let's go kill a big bear up there. Well, they miss the fact that Montana has big bear. It's in the lower 48, and there's good bear color phases, and there's great bear hunting. Why don't you guys talk about that a little bit, because we have great resources for that, and a lot of times it's not that five to $7,000. You're looking at three to $4,000 hunts. Yeah, all the mountain ranges in, in Montana that have elk typically have bear uh, outside of some of the, the, I would say the breaks in the southeast where there's some elk doesn't have really much bear to, for hunting. But the rest of the state, all the region, everything from Bozeman or even, say, Red Lodge West and then Great Falls, all that has good. Your best bear hunting, though, is probably north of Missoula up to the Canada border as far as you get those clear cuts and logged areas and the you know, salt-faking slopes in the spring. Um, I, guys that want to adventure, they can go hunt some of the, the wilderness areas and go packing. You know, we, we, one of our outfitters in Wyoming is packing and stuff right now, getting ready to do, for his hunts. And some of the outfitters in Montana will do offer packing bear hunts which is kind of unique. It's a very, you know, uh, to me, it's more of an interesting experience. You can get in and go do some shed horn hunting, possibly, do some bear hunting. Uh, Montana has a lot of turkeys also. Great uh, opportunity for a spring adventure. Really good turkeys in Montana. Um, it has decent waterfowl in places. I have friends that were huge waterfowl hunters that loved the hunting around Miles City and Forsyth for the geese. They would make an annual trip over there. So Montana is a, is a state that is it's, it's probably one of the very most diverse states in the lower 48 because it does have the buffalo. It does have the general um, we the general season sheep tag, the unlimited tag. It's the only sheep area south of Canada that you can just buy a tag and go hunting a bighorn. No other place can you do that, and that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'd say Montana, That's there's a reason I moved there. And it's not British Columbia. British Columbia is on its league of its own, but Montana is a great state. Excellent. I like it. And, and it just, for me, it's like we are so well entrenched in the landscape of Montana with all the outfitting opportunities we have, the DIY awareness we have, everything that we can bring to you. 
to help you get on a great adventure there, it just makes a lot of sense to me. We, and, and we may have to do a prairie dog reconnaissance mission even this week. And really, really good prairie dog hunting in, in Montana. And it goes all the way even close to Big Timber, uh, north up north of Big Timber from Big Timber over. So half the state or more than half the state has prairie dogs in it. Yeah, and, the, and, you, and great coyote hunting. Yeah, you just got to get a hold of us. The thing about I love about coyoting on it, well, anyway, we'll go into that in a second. But the thing that... You just got to get a hold of us because we really can point you in a direction. You go, hey, I want to go prairie dog hunting. I want to DIY. I want a budget. Perfect. Let us know. We know where there's lots of prairie dog towns, and it's not hard to come out here, bring your camper, go shoot for a couple days, and uh, that that's that's what we provide. So I, I know um, predator hunting is big. Best Probably some of the best coyote hunting in the world, and the thing about it, especially in the – southeastern region or actually just the fox. eastern region is red fox coyote now the bobcat you cannot kill a bobcat if you're a non-resident in the state of montana so be careful with that uh but i'm telling sure you see a lot of them though don't oh we? boy Man. oh boy but last year we about had that little uh and you can hunt wolves in montana runners. people That's forget right. wolves another big game animal that you can hunt in idaho montana and wyoming and unfortunately, there's no bear season yet, even though they did pass a legal bear hunt in Wyoming. I applied for it. Grizzly bear. Yep, got the money back. Um, but grizzly bear hunting should be illegal there. It uh, should be legal in a limited basis, but unfortunately, it's not because of politics. But if you don't like bears, don't hunt archery equipment in and around south of Bozeman, down to West Yellowstone and the Tiller Hill Guards and that. There's a lot of grizzly bears there. And then there's also a lot of grizzly bears in uh, the Bob Marshall Frank Church. Not the Frank Church, but in, in, so, I mean, Frank Church is in Idaho, but the Bob Marshall, that area between Lincoln all the way up has a lot of bears in it. Some good black bear in there too. And there's actually some really good big, big mule deer if a guy was willing to bust his butt and go into that uh, Bob. High, high there's country. Some, there's, some big, there's some big early season mule deer hunting. Yeah, it's hard to kill them, but they're there. I mean, that and the Frank Church are the two biggest wilderness areas in the lower 48. Yeah, it's amazing how big Montana is. So if you're looking for a great adventure and you want to get out west, Montana is definitely a place that we know super well can help you out. We have some of the best DIY opportunities, some of the best outfitting opportunities. And what I really like about Montana is the pricing curve hasn't caught up to a lot of Wyoming and Colorado for the guy who's saying, I want to come out west for the first time and I'm not going to break the bank. There's a lot, in my opinion, there's just a lot more opportunities when I look at our hunt catalog and what we can do when you're budget conscious, Montana starts hitting all those boxes. Bang, 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 bang. It's definitely something to incorporate in a strategy. It's a good strategy state because you can draw it regularly and then you can also incorporate some of the other as fill-in stuff. Well, and you can get the bonus points and preference points both depending on the species and it's really critical to, to get as many of those as you can because um, I mean once you get a certain um, level you can bank on when you're going to get drawn so it's always nice to know and plan ahead when you can get drawn for certain species and, and, and uh, otherwise these random draw states like say Idaho and New Mexico which is great if you're 60 years old and never applied you have the same chance as a guy who's been applying for at 60 for 40 years because there's no bonus system but the nice thing is you can bank on that and you know you're going to get drawn eventually right. hey let us go to work for you let us go to work for you and find your next adventure go to rollingbones.com that's rollingbones.com and check out our membership we have one that fits most people's needs in the marketplace and so appreciate you listening today as always be safe stay healthy 
and let a friend know about this. Thanks. Have a great week.